The Bible Study Podcast, episode 690. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues with the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 45. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on the story of Joseph and his brothers and this second journey when the brothers go back to Egypt. And Joseph, you may recall, had his servants hide a cup, which he said he used for divination. We don't even know if that's true, if he even did divination, but he hid it in Benjamin's sack. And at the end of last week's episode, his brother Judah basically offered to take Benjamin's place as a slave in Joseph's house. And so we finally lead up to the climax of this story between Joseph and his brothers. It says, Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants, and he cried out, Have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him, and Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been a famine in the land, and for the next five years, there will be no plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me, you and your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds and all you have. I will provide for you there, because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will become destitute. You can see for yourselves, and so can my brother Benjamin, that it is really I who am speaking to you. Tell my father all about the honor accorded to me in Egypt and about everything you have seen, and bring my father down here quickly." Then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept, and Benjamin embraced him, weeping, and he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterward, his brothers talked with him. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace that Joseph's brothers had come, Pharaoh and all his officials were pleased. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers, do this. Load your animals and return to the land of Canaan, and bring your father and your families back to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you can enjoy the fat of the land. You are all directed to tell them, do this. Take some carts from Egypt for your children and your wives, and get your father and come. Never mind about your belongings, because the best of all Egypt will be yours." 
So the sons of Israel did this. Joseph gave them carts as Pharaoh had commanded, and he also gave them provisions for their journey. To each of them he gave new clothing, but to Benjamin he gave 300 shekels of silver and five sets of clothes. And this is what he sent to his father, ten donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other provisions for his journey. Then he sent his brothers away, and as they were leaving, he said to them, Don't quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. They told him, Joseph is still alive. In fact, he is ruler of all Egypt. Jacob was stunned. He did not believe them. But when they told him everything Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts Joseph had sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And Israel said, I'm convinced my son Joseph is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. And so Joseph finally, finally, after testing his brothers, reveals to them who he is. And I think in part because they passed the test. They passed the test because Judah basically wouldn't lose another brother, and so he was offering to put himself in their place. And that, I think, is what finally undid Joseph. And Joseph now reveals himself and says, I'm your brother. And of course, they go, oh, no, because at least for 10 of them, not counting Benjamin, they sold this brother into slavery. And they know what they did. And it sounds like from the bickering they've done amongst each other, that they've been having this fight ever since then. It's been years since then. And they're still fighting over the act that they did that they feel guilty of. They've been blaming each other and which is probably why Joseph says when you go back, no more fighting. So they've been fighting about this deed that they did, and they come to Joseph, and Joseph doesn't say, I'm your brother, remember when you laughed at me when you said I'd bow down, I want to see you do it again, right? He could. He certainly has the power in this situation. He is the ruler of Egypt, to whom not only did they have to go for food, but there's five more years of famine coming. If Joseph wanted to be vengeful, he could have all of these brothers, or maybe all these brothers but Benjamin, become his slaves in Egypt, or he could have them killed. He really has the authority to do that. And instead, he says, it wasn't you. It was God who sent me here. God basically gave me the dreams that made you mad at me so that you sold me into slavery so that I could come here and work for Potiphar and then get wrongly accused and then sent to prison and meet some of the king's men. And then at the right time when the king is given this dream, I could come out, interpret the dream, and be put in charge of Egypt. A rather elaborate plan that happened over the course of years. But he says, God did this. And he did this to save you. He did this to save our family. He did this to save all the people in Egypt who've been saved through what Joseph was able to interpret in the dreams. And God sent the dreams to Pharaoh to save people, to save Jacob and his family, but also to save other people. He says, what you're seeing as your action— I'm seeing as part of a larger plan of God. Now, 
It's easy for him to see that now, but it probably was a lot harder for him to see that in Potiphar's house, and even more so when he was in prison, to see that God was working in his life. And yet the evidence was there, right? Everything he touches prospering, even in Potiphar's house, even in prison, he's put in charge of things because everything he does prospers. That God was with him even in that strange situation. But now he can look back and go, oh, I see I went through that to get to here. Now, we don't always get there, right? We don't always get to the point between now and when we're standing before the throne of grace. We don't always get to see the whole story. We don't always get to see when God was working. And sometimes we have to take that on faith. And it doesn't mean that any of those circumstances were good, that it's good to sell your brothers into slavery, that it's good to have slaves, to wrongly accuse slaves, to send them to prison, to be in prison. Any of those don't have to be good. But we know from the verses in the New Testament that in all things, for those who are called according to his purposes, God works for good. And we sometimes use a different translation of that, which I don't like as well, and it's apparently not as good a translation of all things work together for good. I think it's better to understand, like in this situation, that in the circumstances, God is working for good. That the circumstances don't have to be good. We don't have to pretend that they're good. Even if they don't end up with us, you know, ruling in charge of Egypt and things like that that are so obvious then, it's true with us also that God is working in our lives for good and God is using us as instruments to do good as part of his plan. Right? This isn't just things that happened to Joseph, but Joseph was an instrument in the plan of God for salvation of these people. And so when he finally gets across to them that I'm not mad at you, basically that everything you did God meant for good, he hugs his brothers, he kisses his brothers, he welcomes them. And the people in the palace hear all of this going on, and Pharaoh says, if they're brothers of yours, then you know, tell them not to bring anything. Everything we have here is theirs. Basically, we were saved because what you have done, anyone who you love, we love. And so come, come, we will give you the best of the land. Come, we will give you the, the fat of the land. Send these carts, bring goods, bring your father here, bring your family here. Because why wouldn't he? He is so grateful for what Joseph has been able to do. Now, of course, we know that between the book of Genesis and the book of Exodus, things are going to change, but we'll get to that. But basically, this is the climax of this portion of the book, the story of Joseph and his brothers, climaxes in this when we finally see, when Joseph finally gets a glimpse of why this has all happened to him. And he is finally able to reunite with his brothers in a way where they know who he is. Now, they still have to go home and tell dad, hey, dad, remember when we told you that Joseph died, we really sold him into slavery in Egypt, but guess what? They still have to have that awkward discussion. It doesn't say whether or not they had it here. But they are still guilty of some things that they may have to answer for to dear old dad. 
but they're looking at reconciliation and they're looking at restoration of this brother and of the family as a whole as Jacob next time will go to Egypt. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have a question or comment, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose have you ever found yourself on the ledge my name is billy yance i'm a caring father mentor and friend in my new podcast billy and the goat i share the life-changing events that shaped who i am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen god can help you get up and thrive listen now at lifeaudio.com